Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. How does it hit you when all these celebrities end up in Ukraine shaking hands with Vladimir Zelensky, Voldemir Zelensky? I got a lot of thoughts about this. And hang on for a second because let me tease the show. We got a great show coming up. Whole lot of topics to talk about with Trisha, our favorite co-host, our least favorite co-host. Roy will not be in this week. He's trying to get his business open. I can't wait to share that with you as soon as it is so that you can go and participate in what he has to offer. It's going to be a lot of fun. But between now and then, yeah, great show. But I was going to say that regardless. So you really shouldn't trust me. I'm going to tell you it's a great show every week. The proof is in the pudding. Here's how you find out. Stay from now until the end of next hour. So just just two hours. Give me two hours of your time. And then you can decide. At the end of the two hours, you can decide whether it was a good show or bad show. And let me know. <laughs> Pretty good deal for me. So these celebrities who go to Ukraine, my guess is that they have they put the same taste in your mouth as they do mine. These are avowed leftists we're talking about jessica chastain ben stiller who's not politically vocal but he's definitely left mark hamill is now making the news for his support of the of ukraine in the ukrainian russian war and initially let let, let me let me make the case why this is not that big of a deal because i know a lot of people are just like this is so gross and weird to watch i don't think I don't know that it is from a historical perspective because you always had celebrities who were supporting the war effort. I mean, think of Bob Hope in World War II. These guys went over and entertained the troops, and that's great. They supported the war effort, which they're doing now. This isn't an American war, although by proxy it kind of is based on how much money we've spent and how much we've isolated or attempted to isolate Russia and move them into the hands of our enemies. However, this one doesn't feel the same as World War II, does it? This doesn't feel like Bob Hope doing that. This feels like, as with everything else right now, another partisan political gesture, doesn't it? And it's not necessarily one that I would disagree with. I I want Ukraine to win that war. I think Russia's a piece of crap. Vladimir Putin is terrible. It's it's not hard to say that, guys. I, I don't know why that we get criticized for... You know, being pro-Russia, it all has to do with Trump, right? It all comes back to Trump. But this is it's such a no-brainer to say that Vladimir Putin's a piece of crap and that Russia sucks for doing this. It's just that when these, these 
celebrities who are usually rather preachy, especially Mark Hamill, are out there telling you how you should feel and how they how what they're doing. You put the wall up, right? Because you disagree with them on so many other things. So let me see how this one hits you. Veteran actor Mark Hamill said in an interview this week that he has sent at least 500 drones to Ukraine through the country's fundraising platform as Ukraine's ongoing conflict with Russia enters its ninth month. This is coming from The Hill. During appearance on Bloomberg's radio, Bloomberg Radio's Sound On, Hamill, widely known for his role as Luke Skywalker, <laughs> thank you for reminding us The Hill. I had no idea who Mark Hamill was. In the acclaimed Star Wars franchise, you ever heard of the Star Wars? That's where you'd know him. He told the host of that show that he only sent the equipment to Ukraine because they desperately needed it. Now, let me make a point that maybe is going through your head already. Beyond the celebrity thing. So that's a completely different issue. The fact that this is Mark Hamill just adds to that whole side of things. But let's say this isn't Mark Hamill. Let's say this is just some random philanthropist who supports Ukraine, wants to see Ukraine walk away. And I got to say on this very show, if you want to know how we feel about this war, go back and listen to interviews that we've done I've done with people uh, who are, if not on the ground in Ukraine, very close to the situation. A very good friend of mine was a pastor in Ukraine within the last couple of years. So he's not there now. He didn't flee from the war. He just got stationed somewhere else. He's a he's a pastor who moves around the world. So he was in Ukraine, has very, very close allies and and people in the faith there on the ground in Ukraine. We talked to him very early on about what this is like because a lot of people weren't trusting the images that were coming out of there. Well, it is true. Uh, not every single thing that comes out of a war effort is true. Obviously, some of it is propaganda. But in this case, yeah, Russia is the aggressor and they're destroying Ukraine. And um, it shouldn't be that hard to say that and to say that Russia sucks. Already said that. The point being here that if a philanthropist wants to send drones to Ukraine, I'm completely fine with that. In fact, I am super fine with that. I wish that's the way that we would have done everything. But why did we spend $60 billion, $60 billion of your dollars? You had no choice in the matter other than, I guess, the, the, the vote that you made to elect representatives who voted for this, mostly, other than maybe Rand Paul, we had no choice but to send all that money over there as American citizens. For the most part, we didn't. They did it, and we can vote them out in November, but they did it. Why, if we can raise enough money through philanthropy, through charity, to support the war effort that way, why didn't we do it that way, A, and B, why is that still needed if we've just spent $60 billion U.S. dollars on the war effort and they still have to raise money through charity to get drones? What the heck? Why is there no oversight on any of this stuff? And that, back to Rand Paul, is why he resisted voting for it. And several others with him were saying the same thing. But he was leading the effort to say, look, I'm not saying we shouldn't spend any money to support Ukraine. 
I actually would like to have that conversation too. But he's saying, why don't we hit the brakes on this thing until we know exactly how it's going to be spent? That's what I'm asking you right now. We can have the conversation about the money separately, but why don't we have a conversation first about how that money is spent? Like, why are we spending 40 slash $60 billion? Why did you just come up with that number? Did, it, did you just make it up? Did the Pentagon tell you that? Did the military tell you that? Did Ukraine tell you that? Who's saying you need $60 billion? And then how is that money going to be spent? Show us some oversight because that's a lot of money. I think we can agree that that needed to happen, yet it didn't. If you suggested that that was a problem, you were yelled at and said you're anti-Russia. And that is, ugh, it's so frustrating. Anti-Russia, anti-Ukraine. It's so frustrating because you know where you stand on these issues, yet people try to bully you into feeling a certain way by calling you names. And it is the stupidest way to do politics and it is the stupidest way to spend money possible. And yet, that's the way we do it. Let's change things in a week or two. More Wiggins America on the way. we got a lot of topics to talk about. Actually, a great guest coming up next. Talk about cybersecurity and election tampering. Uh, is that possible from foreign governments? Not talking necessarily about uh, domestic, but how does a foreign government get involved? We'll scratch the surface on that, maybe get a little deeper. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Up next, here on Wiggins Network. 97.1 FM Talk on the phone with us is Brendan Egan. He's a cybersecurity expert. He's been featured in Newsweek, Dallas News, The Hill, Tech Target, The Wall Street Journal, 
every major media outlet in the entire world, apparently, Brendan, you have been <laughs> featured in about this topic of election misinformation. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Brendan, is because when we hear election misinformation, especially on the socials, which is a new phenomenon within the last 10 years or so, we think that this is a partisan issue because we hear so much about one side saying, well, it's it's all we're trying to crack down on the other side for doing this. But this is probably a bipartisan issue, right? It, it certainly is. And, you know, it's an issue that goes much deeper than what might strike us on the surface. So I think the issue that's been brought to light, especially last last major election, you know, was this one sided partisan issue that, that you're speaking of and the the flags that existed on Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms, that's that's certainly part of the issue. But what's coming to light now is that this issue runs much deeper. And this is something that cyber experts and people in the industry have been sounding an alarm on for, for years now. This is nothing new. It's just coming to light. And that's the fact that there's, there's different layers of misinformation that exist. And so what we're seeing now is we're seeing outside public uh, countries, China, Russia, others that maybe don't have our best interests at hand, trying to shape kind of our politics, shaping the information that we're seeing, uh, both through misinformation as well as through, you know, spreading information that maybe is just stretching the truth a little bit, um, spreading, you know, propaganda, which is a big, big word that's been coming much more popular in the U.S. the last few years. And so kind of as these networks are discovered, we're finding that there's these networks of people that are basically spreading this information on social media without us even realizing it. And so while there's certainly still an issue of the partisan misinformation that you spoke of, um, this this new issue is is equally or even more concerning because the the depths of it and and how widespread it could be um, is, is really kind of terrifying when we look at some of the numbers. How this seems like it's something that is easier for a foreign nation to do now than it ever has been. It would be to me, it seems like it would be harder to infiltrate a major American newspaper if you're a foreign agent versus just create a bunch of bot accounts. I mean, we've been looking at Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and his claim is that a huge percentage of all users on Twitter are these bots, maybe even foreign uh farms of people who are there just to basically disrupt American life. I'm, I'm sure we all know someone or, or maybe it's even happened to you to ourselves where our Instagram or our Facebook, you know, is either hacked into and we can't get back into it or we see a duplicate account pop up where they change, you know, the letter I to an L or they make some subtle change that doesn't doesn't seem, you know, like like it's somebody else other than you and they replicate kind of your identity. And so that's what's happening at mass is we're seeing both bot accounts with kind of fake personas that are created, as well as bot accounts that are actually replicating real people here in the U.S. And they're using those accounts not only for financial gains, but in this case now they're using it to spread misinformation or even spread the information that they want. And so this is an issue that goes deeper than just misinformation. This could be an issue where, you know, you have one side or one political party that is spreading even real information, but they're doing it in a malicious way that is that is unfair to the other party. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a tremendous issue here. And Elon certainly brought light to this with Twitter, um, you know, Twitter coming out and saying that less than 5% of their accounts are bots and, and Elon saying that he thinks it's 20 or 25%. I can tell you from my personal experience, I can't give you the exact number because I'm not inside the wall of Twitter or, or Instagram or Facebook, but the number is certainly in the double digits. And so it's something that's very concerning, whether that's 10%, 20%, 30%, you know, regardless of what the number is, it's, it's, a, it's a percentage that's large enough of a very big number of users that this should be something that, that our politicians and our legislators are taking very seriously. We're speaking with cybersecurity expert Brendan Egan. So when we look at this issue, like we started the interview talking about, this is a bipartisan issue. It's not necessarily that there's 
uh, one side at play here, although we do tend to hear much more about one side suppressing the other. How do we go about uh, cracking down on this kind of stuff? Because I don't think anybody, any American citizen, looks at social media and goes, you know what, uh, I love that China may be creating fake accounts to stir things up in the United States. You know, I think that's pretty bipartisan that we can all agree on that. But where we disagree is what to do about it. So my concern is that big tech would take a too heavy-handed approach. But wh- where is that line where they can they can get involved and say, you know, we're going to try to stop some of this, but not go so far that they're actually suppressing free speech? It's, it's, it's an issue that sounds very simple to solve on the surface, and I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that want to solve this challenge. The question is, how do you do this in a fair way that you aren't overextending it going too far? Uh, the, the reality is that the, the real problem at hand, in my opinion, is that social media is not yet regulated in the way that it should be. And what I mean by that is if we look at radio, we look at television, we look at print media, all the traditional media forms that exist, there are very specific laws and regulations that have been passed over the last 50 years that regulate how that information can be spread, giving journalists certain freedoms and certain restrictions. And, and that just doesn't exist on social media. And really what's happened is everyone on a social media account has become a journalist in a way. Social media has transformed from what it was started to be, which is to connect with your friends and family to this giant megaphone that now we're giving people, um, you know, really journalistic powers that aren't journalists. And so I think the key to that is that we need to regulate this in a way that really candidly has worked fairly well, I think, for for traditional media and kind of extend some of those same protections and and rules over to social media um, and do that in a way with transparency. So the technology certainly exists. There's AI out there. There's there's algorithms. There's formulas that can be written that can do this in a very fair and nonpartisan way. And so we need to leverage that non-biased technology, and we need to have certain oversight over who's writing that technology and overseeing it to make sure that this is really done in a fair, transparent way, so that we're not just making an already big issue even bigger by by further regulating it. Boy, Brendan, when you say things like uh, like we need to get the government involved and regulate it more. My red flags go, wait a minute now, hang on. But it sounds like what you're talking about is something that I believe Elon Musk has hinted at doing if he, if he, you know, goes through with the purchase of Twitter, which is to make these things much more open source so that the average, now I can't necessarily read code, but there are a lot of people who can, that if they were to make these things more available, that, that those who can check on that would be able to much more, uh, readily than they can right now because it's all very hidden code. Uh, and just to clarify, I'm all for open enterprise, and usually government government regulation makes me scared, scared and run <laughs> as well. So I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak there. But I think the key is doing it in a, in a bipartisan, transparent way, where we have you know very intelligent people from both sides of the aisle, along with technology experts coming in, people like Elon Musk, for example, as as he hopefully completes the purchase of Twitter, um, and really making this to where it's more transparent and open source. And you know, it really should be done in a way that you don't have to read code or no code to be able to understand what's going on. I think these social media platforms should have you know, full transparency in how they're filtering things, how they're regulating things, so that there can be honest and open discussions around this. Now, of course, they're going to run out there and they're going to say, hey, that's our proprietary technology. We don't want to share that with the world. And, you know, there certainly is uh, some element to that. But I think that's where the government needs to come in. And, and again, I'm usually not for more regulation, but I think they need to come in in some sensible way and say, hey, you guys can have your proprietary technology and protect that. But at the same time, you know, we're dealing with the good of our entire nation here in terms of what information they're gathering. So there has to be some sort of transparency behind how that information is gathered, deciphered, and filtered.
Yeah, because social media, I mean, this is, we're, we're sort of talking about the core of what American values are. The First Amendment, free speech, this really is the public forum now. It's just done so by private companies, and therefore, maybe there needs to be a little bit of uh, more transparency with the way they're doing that. Brendan Egan, appreciate your time and your expertise this morning. Do you want people finding you on socials? They absolutely can. Uh, the best, best way to find me is my website, brendanegan.com. I've got all my socials there. You're welcome to connect and drop me a note. You know, I was going to come in. With- if your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Segment, just kind of lament inflation with you. And I'm still going to do that, actually, because inflation is just killer, isn't it? It's like for a while you're able to absorb some of it, but it gets to a point where you go, when does this stop? And I guess that's that's part of the problem is we don't know when it's going to get better. It'll never go backwards. That's why the whole idea of even transitory inflation, where things rose just for a little bit, then they went back down. You don't see that. You don't see prices drop. As much as retail stores want you to believe that all the time, they're dropping prices. That doesn't really happen. In fact, that's kind of baked into the cake, isn't it? So they, they'll price something at, let's say it's a box of diapers. They'll price it at $30 for just a week and then drop it to 28 and say, look, we're dropping prices. But they had that plan the whole time. So we're such dopes. I look at it too. I go, oh, wow, they dropped that price. Well, it's all part of the plan. Um, but with inflation, you're, you're not going to see that happen. You're not even going to see them pretend like it's going back down. It's not. And we're way past transitory at this point. We all know that. That's never going back. But at least can we cap it? At what point are we going to stop paying more for brown swagger than we were last year? I mean, it's crazy. I'm looking at meals I used to eat for, what, 10 bucks? you know? At, you know, average average lunch or even a low-end dinner, 10 bucks. That stuff's 13, 14 bucks now, and that's just the norm. And at some point you go, man, I, I can absorb this for a while, but how long? So it gets depressing, I guess, with everything else that's going on in the world. You go, where's the hope? It's one of the reasons I actually think Republicans are going to do really well. Not that they're running on hope and change, but they are change. And that's going to provide people with hope right now. And that is so necessary, man. We vote. We love to say that we vote with our brains with logic but we vote with our emotions just as much as anybody else on the conservative side and i think we should embrace that i don't think there's anything wrong with that there's nothing wrong with your emotions if you're depressed over the fact that the country sucks right now and didn't have to that it's been run into the ground almost deliberately it really looks like it that's depressing let's not deny that that's an emotion 
let's let's acknowledge that that's where a lot of people are, which is what I'm doing with you right now. So whenever I go to the grocery store, I just <laughs> just roll my eyes and go, man, give me a freaking break. Give me a light at the end of the tunnel. I think Republicans will be that to an extent, but it won't be overnight. There's nothing they can do to de-spend money. If they could, I think some of them would. I don't know if there's an appetite for it, but one of the things that they're going to do right when they get in office is decide on a new budget. And I'm actually very happy about that. They will have no political reason not to just stop spending. They're going to have to figure out a new budget. And they will, if, if they're smart, if they have any brains about them at all, they will not give an inch on spending bills for at least the next two years. At least. We got to see inflation completely halted before we consider spending another taxpayer dime. Anyway, while not throwing our emotions away, sometimes I wonder what it would be like. That's actually probably why I'm so obsessed with movies about the last person on Earth. The last. Where is everybody? The last. It's not the end of the world. There's all the time I need and all the time I want. The last person on Earth. I miss the noise, you know? I thought I was going to be alone again. There's time now. Yeah, this is a hobby of mine. I just love last person on earth movies. I, I don't know anybody else who's ever cataloged them like this. Maybe I'll put a book together someday. But I like suggesting a good last person on earth movie. And maybe when I do, you can keep track of the ones you've watched and let me know what you think. I actually thought this one was a pretty good last person on earth. Like For the criteria it takes to get on the list, it was good. But it wasn't really a terribly enjoyable movie. It was made in 1960. Low budget. That's probably why. It's called The Last Woman on Earth. And as usual with these movies, usually you find out at some point that they're not actually the last. This one involves two men and one woman. So we got a love triangle right off the bat. They're scuba diving when apparently all the oxygen on Earth suddenly disappears, killing everyone, they assume, except for them. So we're never told if they're right or wrong, which is one of the reasons the movie kind of sucks, is they never really get around to that. It seems like somebody else somewhere could have been scuba diving. We, we don't know. Um, and the two men end up fighting over the woman on an island. That's that's the story. It's not a great one, but it's worth it. It's a time period piece, 1960. The last woman on earth. Trisha's here, and that means that we are going to do serious questions. Trisha, you said yours are great, so why don't you go first? They're so good, and it's so good to be here. Thank and you. And I'm su- just super excited to share this with you. By the way, a little bit of a tease on what we're going to talk about next hour. I'm springing this on you live here. Great. Love it. Flat earthers. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Right? Those are my people. <laughs> but we're going to bring it because I. it's a topic that fascinates me. Yeah. And terrifying. Like, what if you get to the edge? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's super scary. Mm-hmm. Haven't been on a cruise in years. <laughs> and why and why haven't people gotten to the edge? Is another great question to me. So many questions. Okay, so let's do serious questions. You're you're up first. Okay, awesome. Florida invaded by flesh eating bacteria. Lee County, Florida, which is located in the area that was hit hardest by Hurricane Ian, is now reporting a dramatic uptick in cases involving a flesh eating bacteria. So far this year, they've reported 29 cases, according to the health department. Uh, has to do with floodwaters rising. And this has been going on since 2021. They keep seeing these cases go up of this flesh-eating bacteria. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. But Leprosy. 
No. Serious question. Serious question. Have you, if you had to, would you eat a person? <laughs> like if I were a bacteria? No. Just to, oh, as a, as a person, would I eat a person? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see how you can make that connection because mm-hmm. you were. That's why I asked if I was a bacteria because I figure you're putting yourself in the mind of the bacteria here. No, we're using the bacteria as a springboard. Okay. Um, gosh, in the right situation properly cooked and if there's enough separation between me and the person like maybe i didn't know them they were just the tour guide that we got lost yeah you got lost you don't know this yeah, person yeah you have no other food and it's and it's cold too it's very cold I, I, I cannot do this in a tropical environment there's a dog there but we don't eat dogs a dog's gone no, i'm not the go- dog's fine we're gonna feed go on we'll discuss that part well, later then, this is your scenario. Okay. Would you eat the person if you had to? Short answer, yes. You? Yes, but I wouldn't eat the dog. But it's got to be the right circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. For you, could you, can you know them? <sighs> I mean, this is to save your life, Trisha. It depends on how well I know them. And how well preserved the body is, right? And if I like them or not. Ooh, I don't know which way you're going with this. So if you do like them more, you'd eat them more, or you don't like them, you'd eat them more? No, if I don't like them, I'd eat them more. Okay. Unless they were super unhealthy. Serious question. There is a dog there. Mm -hmm. Dog's not dead. Mm -hmm. Person is dead. Mm -hmm. You could cook up the person, Mm -hmm. but you could also easily kill and eat a dog. I'm not doing that. The dog and I will eat the person. I see, practically speaking. The dog will keep me warm. We'll love each other and be best friends. Well, that's kind of true. And we'll feast. I was figuring that there were so other people. We'll... Like there, there were a group of six. One of you dies. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got any food. Right. So you're making a group decision. Yeah. And yes, we're going to go ahead and cook up Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to me, that's the only situation. If it's just me and Randy. But I'm not going to. Randy's already dead. I'm not going to kill the dog, too. I, but a dog's life. The dog life, can gnaw on Randy's bones. But then you'd have to live with the fact that you ate a person for the rest of your life versus eating a dog. You'd think, eh, didn't want to do it, but did do it. No, that's not there's how a, my brain a, works. There's a big psychological leap there to that's me. That's not how my brain works. Because if you, I, I can't imagine really a situation nowadays that if you ate a person, you wouldn't be a household name. <laughs> like after you got done with it. Everybody's going to know Trisha Seekman, Trisha Everding, has eaten a person. That is going to follow you for the rest of your life. Would you tell people you ate a person? It would become a story. You know that it would. They're your rescue story. I mean, you got to tell them how, how you survived. And they're Randy like, like, hey, how five of you made it. That's great. Where's <laughs> Randy? <laughs> well, funny story. But, okay. I guess we know where we land on who's going to survive when we go camping yeah. on the Wiggins America camping trip to the Arctic. <laughs> Me and the dog. <laughs> R.I.P. Randy. Here is my serious question topic of the day. Mike Pence is apparently serious about running for president in 2024. I don't see it. I don't see how he would craft a path to the front with A, Donald Trump in front of him, and B, Ron DeSantis in front of him. Nobody's looking to Mike Pence or Mike Pompeo and going, that's my guy for 2024. So I imagine this is just a stay relevant tour, maybe make some money tour. But he was doing a speech 
couple days ago, and somebody asked, would you vote for Trump in 2024, assuming you're not the nominee? And he basically said no. Hmm. So, serious question, uh, would would you ever consider Mike Pence, you know, as, as part of a ticket in the future? It is actually a serious question. Serious question. This is a... Yeah. It's a different take the... on mm-hmm. our usual serious questions, which are not serious. I think so. Mark Cox earlier in the week <sighs> talked about pulling a ballot for Romney, being forced to pull a ballot for Romney in the past and how it really grinds his gears still. Mm-hmm. I get that. If it's Mike Pence and against Hillary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. If it's Mike Pence against Biden again. Yeah. I've had this conversation with people. If Mike Pence emerges as it's kind of going back to 2016 when everybody wasn't sure what Trump was, but held their nose and voted for him thinking, "Eh, maybe, you know, after he like won out in the primary. Yeah, I guess if Mike Pence can claw his way to the top. I'm glad you say that because I've had this conversation with many people regarding both Romney and Trump. Um, Not I haven't had this conversation with Democrats as much. Because when I'm talking to a Democrat, it's usually everybody in their corners and, you know, you're talking about issues and stuff more. But when I talk to my Republican friends, they have the same thoughts about Romney. Why did I ever vote for that guy? But you always have to remember, you're given a binary choice. You're never given a a candidate that you agree with 100%. Otherwise, you'd probably just be voting for yourself every time. And maybe not even that. But you're always going to have to sacrifice something in making a vote. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a lot more than others. Sure. But to me, that is one of the most plain conversations to have that, yeah, you you know, you ah, I regret even having to get to the point that I voted for Romney, for instance, like mm-hmm. you're talking about with Mark, which I get. But there's no real regret. You weren't put in the situation where you had a, the say over who the nominee was. You put your vote in. And in our situation, we get to talk to a lot of people about it. But we ultimately don't get to decide. So... That to me is an, is sort of a weird moot argument mm-hmm. with the would you vote for him kind of because it always depends on the situation. Yeah, you got another one. Sure. <laughs> You're not very confident <laughs> these this morning. Although no, I liked your first I one. Already the, your question was good. The people eating was the best one I had. Okay. All right. Taylor Swift is reminding fans that it's almost time to vote. She wrote on her Instagram story, "Quote: It's time to vote early." There are only 20 midnights until the 2022 United States midterm elections on November 8th. She also said if you're in Tennessee, you can cast your ballot today through November 30th at early voting sites. Serious question. Does the 20 midnights confuse you too? Serious question. Not really. Okay, I, I mean, not. it's just a weird way to put I it. I read the headline and I read the story. Oh, was it I'm- like tw- Taylor teases 20 midnights like uh-huh. a new album or something uh-huh. <laughs> but it was like taylor encourages fans to vote teases 20 midnights and i was like i don't know i bet her next me. album is called 20 midnights i just don't know that and i'm a taylor swift fan and i was confused and i i have to be smarter than some taylor swift fans i'm just thinking there's got to be a handful of taylor swift fans that are like what does she mean by 20 midnight yeah it sounds like coded language yeah that one will be on the deep dark web pretty so soon. you're not confused by that uh, but not you really. love taylor swift so oh, gosh, she yeah. could do no wrong in your eyes yeah I, I love taylor swift so much that i not sure i could name one of her songs right now did you write that instagram caption for her 
I mean, I have you been writing behind the scenes for? Taylor I do ghostwriting for a lot of pop stars. Mostly Taylor, though. Mostly T Swift. Okay. See, I, I told you it wasn't good. You're, you're right. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I got uh, one more, but it that's makes, not good either. I, I, the the only co- actual comment I have on that is that I I know that what we're supposed to say professionally is that we want a highly engaged electorate. It actually saddens me that people like Taylor Swift are out there stumping get out the vote. I don't even want that in my world. Yeah. I want Taylor Swift to write pop songs. Her prerogative, though. She's allowed to do it. Is that a name? Is it a drop? Is her prerogative a, a song thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you were quoting. That's how much I don't know. All right, my last one here. Serious question. Dana White. Do you know who he is? Yes. He is the- Old I, SNL guy? No. Oh. No, Dana- Dana Carvey. That's Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana White, Dana White. Dana White is the- There are people cringing right now. Chairman, I, former, I don't know if he's still involved with UFC fighting, but he's the he's the guy that was the, in charge of the UFC. Mm-hmm. And he I was- I knew that. You, of course you did. Mm-hmm. He, he, a lot of people smeared him for being involved with Trump in 2016, but Trump was involved in that world pre-politics. So he was friends with a lot of those people. So- Anyway, that's one of the reasons that Dana White is probably a little more famous than just the UFC world is because he got a lot of attention for being on board with the Trump campaign way before anybody else was. So he is starting a new league and just got the green light from Las Vegas. So it could start actually by the end of this year. It is called the Power Slap League, the PSL. All it is is two men leaning over a table. (laughs) And one of them just leans over, and the other one slaps him in the face as hard as possible. If that person can get back up, then he gets a turn slapping the other guy. And they just do it until one of them can't do it anymore. That's the whole sport. Have you ever seen this? No, it sounds terrible. I didn't know it was actually a sport i've seen it done just because it's a ridiculous thing to watch on video uh-huh. but it's a, it's a real sport and they're making it a real league now dana white's going to be the head of it which means it'll get some attention serious question serious question how much in lifetime here how much profit have you made off of any sort of bum fight exploitation <laughs> <laughs> lifetime bum fight yeah we can do other ones too, but we'll start with that one. None. Okay. Off of strangers, Eddie happens to be the best arm wrestler. Your husband. Mm-hmm. There is, uh-huh. and I'm sure we made a few drinks off of that in the past. Okay. He's never. He, I've never seen him lose. Doesn't matter the size of the guy. It's all about angles and leverage. Wait and a minute. Both R- arms. Really? Mm-hmm. He because I it's know his party Eddie. trick. He's he's not he, like a huge guy. He's not a small guy, but he used to box when he was a kid, so he's really? strong, but. Yeah, he's got a technique to the arm wrestling that makes him a superhero when it comes to arm wrestling. So I'm certain that we've gotten a beer or a shot oh or gosh. something in the past for it. I kind of want to know more about this now. Yeah. So is it just Would you the, like to arm wrestle him? No. For money? Well, here's the thing. Anytime I've gone to a party or bar or whatever where this happens, because it always happens, somebody's going to arm wrestle somebody. At least when we were younger anyway. I don't know if it's still happening. But- the minute a person gets up there and does this curl with mm-hmm. their arm, I'm like, I'm out. 
Yep. I'm out because I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the technique? There's a, there's a, yeah, there's an angle to the shoulder. Sure, yeah. And it's a, all leverage. It's all leverage. planting of the body. Uh-huh. But he's a lefty, so that gets him. Oh, so they're so not expecting it. That, okay. But he can also win with the right. So he'll go in hard with the right and then be like, oh, I can be with the left, too. You know, it's. Oh. Yeah. But it's. That to me though is one of those things that if you see it coming, you can just say, "I'm not, not going to do it because I can see what you're going to do." People do not do that. Oh man! And it's almost impossible to counter it. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I just would you think if you know what he's doing, you do the same thing and be able to counter it. Right, mm-hmm. but no, but but it's not that way because I can see how people do it and know that. Well, you know so much what you're doing. <laughs> you know too much. Clearly, Bye. I'm not. Even if I try to do the same uh-huh. angles and curl my arm the same way, there's no way I'm going to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just out. I'm not even going to put a bet up. La- before we get to the end here, last serious question. Same question, but dog fighting. Serious question. Money that you've made zero on illegal dog fighting. Zero dollars. Okay. And I hate it so much. And I know. anybody that does it should be in prison for the rest of their life. Oh, you hate dogfighting. Yeah. Okay, I hate mm-hmm. that I've never made any money. Anymore. I hate anybody that um, exploits animals in any way, shape, or form. Chickens? Hate it. Makes me sick. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so answer, though, is zero. Zero. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what it sounds like to me is that you're over-explaining how much you hate, hate it, it because so maybe much. you have a past in it. I hate it so much, you can find nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, stick around. We will have that Flat Earth conversation, which I'm looking forward to. On the other side, stick around, Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.